0: Fire it up
1: here. Locked on
0: Cardinals Friday edition. Huge week for the podcast. Bobrock, Alex Clancy. We're joined every Friday by Johnny Venerable of Revenge of the Birds. And huge podcast here because we're going to talk about why this episode is titled Against All Odds. The Arizona Cardinals, the disrespect. This might be the biggest slap in the face of the offseason. And it's been an offseason just full of big moves and then disrespect. So we'll get into that conversation and also, uh, who needs to be the biggest breakout star for the Arizona Cardinals? Alex and I have kind of debated this a little bit. We did a throwdown Thursday on it. We'll see where we stand now, plus Johnny's take on it as well. And then uh, the biggest off offseason addition, in our opinion, this episode brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Check out Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They're doing a national NFL podcast each and every day, like Alex and I do for the Cardinals. Every game, every team, every move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more Every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. This is a huge day because, well, during this week, both hosts of this podcast were driven to happy tears. One, I had (laughs) the birth of my son. (laughs) And then Alex, this morning, very early this morning, he had the alert set up for many years to be verified on Twitter. And you are officially, Alex,
1: congratulations, verifiably full of crap. Oh, Way you. To go. I, do, I do appreciate that. Um, now I'm followed by Twitter verified. I'm one of the few, one of the 3.3 oh. million people who yeah. are verified on Twitter. It feels phenomenal. Now, Johnny, if you need me to break anything down on how to get there, we can do a separate podcast on that. I've got a stencil set up. It's hope and pray that you have a guy <laughs> like Nick, our social media dude, host of Locked On uh, Mavericks, who, is, who has waded through my crap of messages over the last six months asking him why he isn't doing his job in an effort to get me verified. Finally, it's here, and finally he's released. If you need any help with that, Johnny Venerable from Revenge of the Birds, I am here. You I'm know, officially I, here.
2: I, I appreciate that. We've had yeah. a lot going on in, in my life. We've moved. I've got, I've got two young kids, but I would put being verified up as one of my biggest
1: lives. <laughs> I believe cool. it.
0: I don't know. I've, I've heard rumblings that uh, this was the day that Twitter jumped the shark <laughs> officially that Alex Clancy is verified. He is a blue check mark, no doubt about oh,
1: it. Oh, God. Congratulations
0: to Alex. And now all Nick has to deal with is Luka Doncic being a huge diva. And that's now his biggest problem. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's get into the conversation as we, as we have Johnny on here. And uh, I was looking at the odds from BetOnline. And we talk about disrespect, it's such, a, it's such a running theme on this podcast for the Arizona Cardinals because I feel like the national conversation, they, are, they, they don't get the respect that they deserve. And as I see the odds come out, the Arizona Cardinals are an overwhelming favorite to finish fourth in the NFC West, 10 to 11. You can't even make even money if you bet the Cardinals to finish fourth in the division, which I I'm shocked by this, a team that would finish eight and eight last year, and then also you haven't had the same division winner in three straight seasons, but yet, yep, you know, with the addition of J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, a third season from Kyler Murray, they're an overwhelming favorite to finish dead last in their division. Yep, yeah, and there's go okay. ahead, Alex.
1: I mean, here's the thing, Bo is. What's the first thing you look at when these ratings come out? Where are the 49ers? That's the first (laughs) thing we look at because the 49ers somehow are the Tom Brady Patriots every year. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, One of both favorite things to talk about is Cal Shanahan three years out of the four. He's been the head coach. They've had double digit losses. Yet the 49ers always looked at as the smartest people in the room. They're tied with the Rams. I believe at two to one to be uh, to win the, the NFC West. the Cardinals, I'd almost rather have it this way, Bo, because people are thinking about the you know, 2018 Cardinals still. It's better with no expectations than there are with expectations, in my opinion, even though we know around the Valley that the stakes have never been higher for Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury at this point. 10 to 11 is a throw-up slap in the face, though. It is. I mean, you bet 100 to win 90, I think, is what it is. It's like, how is that possible uh, for them to finish fourth? But agreed, it's, it's kind of egregious but this is where we are with Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I think it, it I, I echo all of your sentiments and I think it goes back to one individual and that's who's running the, sh- the show on the sideline. I think there's an overwhelming amount of disrespect and, and angst against Cliff Kingsbury for a lot of different reasons. That to me is the, the biggest factor involved because I, I think when you look at the landscape of this division, the majority of people you talk to would say that the other three coaches in the division are top three or excuse me, top 10 coaches in the NFL. And then there's a ginormous gap. And then you've got this Texas Tech cast off probably somewhere between 20 to 25, maybe worse depending on who you talk to. And I think that gap alone, because the talent level is so substantial in this division, you've got an individual who has never had a winning record consistently at Texas Tech, who hasn't had a winning record in the NFL, but has improved to some degree. I also think it doesn't help that a lot of people watch the Cardinals falter and, and fall flat on their face at the end of last year. That Week 16 game against this, the 49er team that had nothing to play for, Week 17 uh, against you know a backup for for the LA Rams, those were nationally televised games, and, and Cliff was somewhat exposed in, in both of those games. And so people have that kind of fresh in their mind. I think there, there's also a little bit of a notion that Maybe the Cardinals had their opportunity last year in, or excuse me, out of division playing the likes of the NFC East, having that fast start. And now you look at, okay, well they don't get to play the, the Cowboys without deck Prescott. They don't get to play a slew of backup quarterbacks. They went two and four in the division last year after starting two and Oh, they've never beaten Sean McVay. Russell Wilson's only missed the playoffs one time, but I'm with you guys. I think, Again, I don't think anybody expects them to be the favorite. Right now, you can get them at right around four to one odds to win the division. Um, and that's not terrible odds. And you look at other teams that are considered like basement dwellers, like the Lions and such. Like The Cardinals have significantly better odds than any other fourth-place team in the NFL. But I think where the frustration is for the fan base is, this is year three of a rebuild. Same consistent coaching staff, same defensive coordinator, head coach, same GM. Right? This is when the, the plan should be blossoming. In fact, Kyler Moran, a rookie contract for three years. We shouldn't be talking about a fourth-place team. We should be, be talking about a team that has playoff and championship aspirations. And instead, it's like, can they get over 500? And that, to me, I think is where the frustration lies. So I, I'm with you guys. I think it's, it's more of an admin question because you look on the surface. Any objective NFL fan would look at the Cardinals and say, yeah, they have a slew of talent. That's easily a top – 12 to 16 roster in the NFL, depending on who you talk to. Heck, it could be better than Seattle's roster. It could be better in terms of depth than LA and the and the San Francisco 49ers. Certainly, they have a better quarterback. But I think it just this is a head coaching league, and so many people think for for reasons that really aren't fair because Cliff Kingsbury is not Freddie Kitchens, but he's looked like that to he he. That's the perception of him to so many fan fans that are outside the valley.
0: Yeah, and and I'm in the camp where the jury's still out on Cliff, and and this is going to be the year. This is a make-or-break year. We're really going to find out. And and a lot of people, I understand the skepticism that they don't believe he has what it takes. He's overwhelmed, and he's overmatched at the NFL level. But I still am under the belief in just looking at the progression, the development of the quarterback, the offense, where it's gone from 18 to 19 to 20. But this is a a year where we're really going to find out a lot about K2 uh, but obviously, I understand why the rest the, the perception is he can't do it, and that's what these odds are telling us. The good point you made was, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are the favorite to finish fourth, but as far as the other teams that are finished are p- predicted to finish fourth, none of them have the best uh, ho- odds as high as the Arizona Cardinals to also win the division five to one according to our friends at Bet Online. If you think it's a good bet, go to BetOnline.ag, put some money down now if you'd like. I mean, uh, looking at the other odds as far as where the Arizona Cardinals are supposed to finish, it's uh, you've got them finishing third, sixteen to five; second, nineteen to four; and then first is five to one. Rams twenty-one, or I'm sorry, two to one to finish first. So are the Niners with that new defensive coordinator, with the quarterback position kind of being in flux, and then the Seattle Seahawks are five to two. Could be an interesting bet as well to finish first. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. Your team every day, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Verify, Blue Check work, and of course, Johnny Venerable. Revenge of the Birds, listen to the podcast. Read his work there, RevengeOfTheBirds.com. Coming up, who needs to be the biggest breakout star for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021 for them to have success? We'll talk about it. Plus, coming up after that, the biggest addition. And was there? what's the biggest miss so far of the offseason? We might actually put that in front. We'll see where we go in this podcast. It's locked on Cardinals. Talking about Bet Online, you had the Suns. They lost last night. You got the Eastern Conference Finals continuing. You want some action on that? Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. D backs stink. You might want to make some money by betting against them. You can track all the action as well. Bet Online get all the latest news, odds, info for your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action or reality TV, YouTube star fighting each other. You can get action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as the team preps for its run in the playoffs. Head to the website. Use your cell. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus. You put in 100 bucks, you have $53, not even yours, to make yours and build your stack. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, back here, Johnny Football, Johnny Venerable. Do you do you have Johnny Football anymore? That used to be your Twitter handle. Right? <laughs> no,
2: no, not so much. No. All right. I mean, All it's, right. it's
0: Johnny Venerable, and then Alex Clancy. What are, what are you guys talking about uh, on the Revenge of the Birds podcast lately, Johnny?
2: Well, it's a lot of it. Unfortunately, it mirrors what what you guys have done with with Xavier Collins and and that discussion. Mm. You can only talk about it so much. It's it's frustrating. I, I wrote the breaking article for our website. And then just got a slew of, of Twitter messages talking about like the normalcy of driving 35 over in a residential area. And I just, I can't talk about it anymore. I'm glad no one was hurt. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's supposedly, you know, doing okay. Uh, the team hasn't acknowledged it. It's just, again, I don't condone that. I, I understand it wasn't, you know, manslaughter or anything like that, but he was arrested. There's only been one player arrested since the NFL draft, and it was an Arizona Cardinal first round mm. pick. I think it's more the optics with that whole thing. Um, but goodness, you would thought it was a parking ticket the way people came to support him on Twitter. And I, I by no means think that Xavier that is, is a bad guy. I don't think this is going to affect his career in one iota. I just think just that that mantra, it's associated with Arizona now. This team, this franchise, they have an arrest every so often. And unfortunately, a lot of it involves, you know, motor vehicles. So it's just they, they're not very buttoned up right now. And that's not a direct, you know, insult to Zavian but it's just it's a reflection of the ownership and, and who's running the show and I think that again they better do some winning this year or that, that noise is going to only grow louder
0: I mean he could have taken out Alex Clancy who lives in that area we all know that area I mean we're not we're kind of wow. desensitized to seeing a uh, probably a luxury vehicle doing way too fast in that area I mean we yeah. know it right around Chaparral in, in Scottsdale
1: yeah. uh dumb move yeah, it was right around the corner for Michael Floyd got pulled over and gave one of the most epic TMZ drunken rants you've ever seen. It was David Collins and Johnny. I, so the way I equated it, I think Bo was busy having a kid, so he wasn't there with me that day. Um, I, I, I equated it to um, I mean, priorities. I equated it to um, a college kid getting a credit card and maxing it out before they get it in the mail where it's like you get one free pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, nobody got hurt. That's why you're having the conversation. But it's, it's not a rite of passage by any stretch, like maxing out your first credit card is. But it's something like that where you're going to pay for it. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt your credit. And then when you grow up, you'll build that credit back up, not only with, you know, the uh, community and everything, but with the team. It should be much ado. You're right. We're, we're very um, desensitized to it here. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully much ado. And seems like a good kid. So, I mean, we'll see.
0: He yeah. really does it. That, that, that was the biggest thing about it is it's Collins during his, his time at Tulsa and, and during this draft process and you see the videos and you learn about the kid and he, and he just seems like a special young man and it just proves that you can do everything right. And then you take one misstep and, and you're going to be put in check and hopefully it opened up his eyes the right way. It seems like it, but uh, you never know. I mean, it could be uh, a red flag, Robert Kimdichie in the, the pre-draft process. And it, it doesn't resonate and he, it doesn't set in and he's not a professional, uh, despite the stupid, you know, news coming out of Seattle that he's going to be some guy that's going to be a reclamation project. I don't believe that. But, you know, Zayvon Collins, it seems like a guy that, that can really kind of hold himself accountable for a dumb move that he pulled earlier this week. Lockdown Cardinals, Bo, Alex and Johnny. Let me ask you, we'll start with Johnny here in just kind of an elevator pitch on who you believe needs to be the breakout star for the Arizona Cardinals in order to achieve success, avoid being the favorite to finish dead last in the NFC West uh, in 2021.
2: Uh, yeah, I wrote an article about it uh, about a week ago or maybe like five days ago. I think it's Byron Murphy. I think it's a hair over Isaiah Simmons just because Byron is entering year three. I look at Byron as a, as a first-round pick. and He's the 33rd overall pick in the draft. Coming into this year, clearly you get, you know, Patrick Peterson leaves, Draker Patrick leaves, and now you've got this young man who clearly is being elevated by his coaching staff, somebody who the organization they say they're high on. Well, I need to see him play 90 plus percent of the time. I mean, his coverage snaps went down last year, the second consecutive year in Vance Joseph's system, but he's been running with the first team defense this entire offseason, and most notably. A lot of that time has been covering on the outside rather than his traditional slot position. And goodness, if you've seen his physical appearance change between last year and now, I mean, he looks like a completely different player. And oh, by the way, he's 23 years old. So this is somebody, again, I think that, of course, they wanted J.C. Horn. They wanted Patrick Sertain. Just didn't fall that way. They could have traded up for Asante Samuel Jr. I think part of the reason that they didn't go all out and remaking that cornerback room. I mean, they signed Malcolm Butler for a modest one-year deal. You know, Robert Alford's back for, for pennies on the dollar, but I think it's their belief in Byron Murphy that he has the ability to, to provide some upside at that position that we really haven't seen since Pete Peterson. So he would be my number one, but if I had a one a to that, it would be Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Simmons, especially now with the uncertainty around Xavier Collins maturity, a little bit, your looks like Jordan Hicks, isn't going to be on the team. We don't know what's going on there. Devondre Campbell's not on the roster. Simmons had a slow start last year, I think much in part because there was no offseason. He's the eighth pick in the draft. And now you've got this defense that is, I think, stacked with talent, specifically in the front seven. He's going to be expected to call a large majority of the defense and get them in situations to be successful against the McVeighs and the Shanahan's of the world. I think he's right there. Those are two players that you look at if the Cardinals are going to have success not only this year but for the next half decade plus, they need those guys to be not good players but great, you're getting nice extensions in a couple years, people around the league know their names, those would be the two guys I'd highlight.
1: You know, it's interesting, I've shifted on this. Bo and I talked about this, Um, I don't know if it was earlier this week or last week, I think it's simpler than we're we're making it. It's got to be A.J. Green. And let me tell you why. So Chase Edmonds and James and James Conner, I'm not going to step on both toes if he chooses uh, Chase Edmonds here, but we've made our bed. They've made their bed with the cornerback room, with the front seven and with the running back room. The strength of this team has to be the offense. It has to be the offense. Otherwise, why is Cliff Kingsbury here? It's a very simple question. Why the hell is he here if he can't coach defense? So why is the strength not supposed to be the offense? You have Kyler Murray. In coming into his third season, which is his, you know, the true make or break, What can you? How, how high can your ceiling be year? And you now have a bona fide number two wide receiver removed the last two years, removed last year especially, where that was a crap hole of an organization more than it already is in Cincinnati, especially after Joe Burrow went down and they had no offensive line and Ryan Finley was their guy and then Joe Mixon goes down. It was a terrible year statistically pretty much for the whole organization. If A.J. Green can put up 1,000 yards receiving, which is 58 yards a game in a 17-game season, he can stay healthy and he can catch seven or eight touchdowns, that's where the impact needs to be made is in the wide receiver room. Because when it comes down to all of this, it's going to be Kyler Murray's total yards per game that's going to get the Cardinals more wins. That's it. It's Kyler Murray. So great defense. That's fine. Their defense was good enough last year. It was. If their offense can was. step forward with AJ Green, now you could say Rondo Moore, you could say Christian Kirk. I don't trust Christian Kirk. And I haven't seen Rondo Moore play in the last two years, pretty much. I know what AJ Green can do with his core. And if you need a breakout guy. First of all, it's not going to be tough to define breakout from what he's done over the last couple of years. But if he can, if he can flirt with 800, 900, 1,000 yards receiving and six, seven, eight touchdowns, that's where the, that's where we're going to see the most impact on the offensive side of the ball, not rushing the ball. It's going to be in the wide receiver room. He's just anointed a 32-year-old, a breakout player yeah. for the Arizona that's Cardinals.
2: He's $6 million on a one-year
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of those look, things are true. It's, it would be, ne- I think it becomes necessary that they get production from somebody opposite DeAndre Hopkins. No doubt about it. I mean, I would have gone with, I think I would have gone with Andy Isabella over AJ Green just because I think he's more of a proven commodity. And, and last year was more of a anomaly on his, his, his resume. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, Christian Kirk is ahead of him. Rondell Moore, I, I would have ahead of him. But look, regardless, they need somebody opposite, you know, DeAndre Hopkins to, to break out on that offense. I, I even would say, and continue this conversation. Cliff Kingsbury needs to be the breakout star. He needs to change the narrative around him and change the, you know, the idea and perception that he's at the bottom tier of the NFL coaches. The only t- the only coaches that were ranked below Cliff Kingsbury recently in a, in a ranking, I'm trying to remember who whose ranking it was. Alex, was it Pro Football Network? Uh, were guys that just got hired, and John Gruden. And Zach Taylor, who's lost a thousand games in three years it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So you know Cliff Kingsbury either you know shows proves that he's a, the guy that, he, that they hired, or next year he's fired, or they put a, they just completely put the pressure on to hire an OC, which i was I was shocked that they didn't do this offseason, which brings up the next conversation in the next segment about what the biggest addition was and what the biggest misfire was. This offseason, it's Lockdown Cardinals, it's Bo. it's Alex, it's Johnny Venerable. Let me tell you about uh, the most vulnerable I've ever been. It's standing right there in an auto parts store trying to figure out what I need to purchase for my car. That's over because this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers, makes, models, it's now impossible for your local chain, auto parts store. Stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating question, you know, why wait there where the person behind the counter just scrambles and orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand in their warehouse that they happen to carry? Your computer's just as easy and has access to rockauto.com at your home, and it's right there in your pocket on your cell. RockAuto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. It has prices that are reliably low for every customer and have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts you're available for your car. Truck, right locked on, Cardinals. On how did you hear about us, box, so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now let's talk about Built Bar. Alex, Jared reached out to us yesterday on Twitter. He, he congratulated uh, my new family and he said it might be a little early to start feeding my. My son built bars and I agree, but I also disagree because it's the most delicious, nutritious protein bar on the planet. I want to just, uh, I want to cook this thing down and put it in my veins. It's unbelievable. Okay. And you can save 15% on it by going to builtbar.com and typing in locked 15 on your next order. Uh, they've got incredible, uh, Limited time flavors that are coming back for the summer. Orange, I believe raspberry. They've got the German chocolate cake to go along with the nine OG flavors that you could always rely upon. You've got the, uh, the setup where it's just 17 grams of muscle packing protein, only about 130 calories, four grams of fat. Unbelievable. Go to BuiltBar.com, Buy yourself a mix box, figure out which flavor you like the best. Use the promo code locked 15 to save yourself 15% on BuiltBar.com. So we've got uh, our final segment here. It's going to be shorty. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable. We'll let Johnny go first here. Uh, Johnny, as far as your, the biggest offseason addition for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, we're staying with the elevator pitchers here so we can keep it short.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's Watt. I, I go back and forth with, with he and Rodney Hudson, but I think just the impact that Watt has on the locker room, on the culture of this franchise, um, the respectability I think he brings even at this age, it's close. Hudson is going to do, I think, more on the field, Uh, He's closer to his peak in being a, you know, top three to five center in the NFL. And I think a lot of people would consider Watt certainly past his prime, but I just think the gravitas that that J.J. Watt brings, the energy, you see him on the sideline at Suns games. I mean, would it be a shocker if he has a great season this year, if he was like the co-face of the franchise suddenly with with, uh, Kyler Murray and he gets another, you know, contract from this team and and plays well into his thirties? I know the Cardinals certainly hope so. So it has to be what kind of by default, but the Rodney Hudson move I think is the most under the radar, especially on a national perspective. When I hear about the additions that the Cardinals have made from media, it's like, well, AJ Green and James Conner are washed up and blah, blah, blah. Nobody talks about Rodney Hudson because that move was just in the height of free agency. And they they traded him for, I think for a song for a top, top three player at his position. So I, I definitely think that that has been undervalued and will pay the most dividends. But what to me, you just can't. I don't think you can measure what he brings to this franchise, and, and hopefully, we see that pay dividends this fall.
1: You want to talk about any other ones? You just ruined my thunder here. It's it's <laughs> not. <laughs> no, uh, the interesting part. So, Rodney Hudson was what I was going to say, but yeah, I think the biggest gap in a position from last year to this year is running back. Yeah. Oh, OK. You know, like so with Kenyon Drake gone, you're going to say center. I thought yeah, you were going to say. No, with, I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, because listen, the the best offensive lineman the Cardinals will ever have will always be Kyler Murray's legs. So, yes, having mm-hmm. Ronnie Hudson in here helps. But if you look at see the Cardinals didn't draft a running back and they didn't sign James Connor, And you have Jonathan Ward and Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Like, I know the biggest breakout star, I said, is AJ Green, and I believe that. I'm not just saying this for clicks or anything like that to piss Bo off. With James Conner, there will be stability when he's on the field, and you need stability from your running back room, 100%. We don't know what Chase Edmonds can do as as the RB1 or RB1A. We don't know yet, but what we do know is that James Conner can fill the void left by Kenyon Drake at least 80% when he's on the field, Yep, and that's important. It's very small wins, and that is a small win that could prove huge dividends for the Cardinals in 2021. But obviously, J.J. Watt changing the culture already. Rodney Hudson doing what he'll do to anchor to be the spine of the offensive line. I still think, to answer the question, though, the biggest acquisition is James Conner just to fill that void Mm -hmm. from Kenyon Drake from last year.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with that. I, you almost sounded smart with the uh, saying the biggest gap between you know the offseason additions between Mason Cole and Rodney Hudson. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would I absolutely. going too? I would be right there. That that's the why pass! Alex Clancy's the best. He's a wild card, baby. He's uh, that's why he's verified now. But I will say, I'm gonna go with uh with a set, My second, you know, maybe third biggest addition, but it, it filled a need that was huge. You know, with Patrick Peterson exiting, is is uh, Malcolm Butler. It's gonna be huge. He's gonna be huge. His play. Along with Byron Murphy being, you know, a big breakout candidate for the Arizona Cardinals to l- solidify that secondary. But this uh this, this front seven can also make things easier there. But Rodney Hudson, you know, number one ranked center according to Pro Football Focus. They disrespected the Cardinals all offseason long, but not Rodney Hudson. He's getting all the respect. We'll continue. What was the biggest miss? We'll get into it next week for the Arizona Cardinals as far as the offseason goes. What did they not? Uh, kind of figure out could be the running back position as Alex mentioned just a few moments ago. Follow, follow Johnny Venerable on Twitter at Johnny Venerable. Follow Alex Clancy. He's got a blue check mark. You got to do it. At Clancy's Corner, follow me, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, Bob Rack, Bo Brock here. And of course, the show at Locked Cards. Subscribe on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Follow along. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.